0: Chapter Two Part Two of Constance Dunlap by Arthur B. Reeve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Embezzlers Continued. Another cab took them to the Riverside. A new bond of experience had been established between them. They dined quietly, and as the lights grew mellow, she told him more of her story than she had ever breathed to any other living soul. As Murray listened, he looked his admiration for the daring of the little woman opposite him at the table. They drifted. It was the day of the threatened exposure. Curiously enough, Dodge felt no nervousness. The understanding which he had reached, or felt that he had reached with Constance, made him rather eager than otherwise to have the whole affair over with at once. Drummond had been shut up for some time in the office of Beverly with Dumont, going over the report which the accountant had prepared and other matters he had come in without seeing either constance or murray though they knew he must be nursing his chagrin over the episode of the night before they are waiting to see you reported constance to dodge half an hour later after one of the office boys had been sent over as a formal messenger to their office we are ready for them he asked smiling at her constance nodded then i shall go in Wait a moment. When they have hurled their worst at me, I shall call on you. Have the stuff ready. There was no hesitation, no misgiving on the part of either, as he strode into Beverly's office. Constance had prepared the record which they had been working on, and for days had been momentarily expecting this crisis. She felt that she was ready. An ominous silence greeted Dodge as he entered. We have experts on your books, Dodge, began Beverly, clearing his throat as Murray seated himself, waiting for them to speak first. "'I have seen that,' he replied dryly. "'They are fifty thousand dollars short,' shot out Dumont. "'Indeed.' Dumont gasped at the coolness of the man. "'What? You have nothing to say? Why, sir,' he added, raising his voice, "'you have actually made no effort to conceal it.' Dodge smiled cynically. "'A consultation will rectify it,' was all he said. "'A conference will show you that it is all right.' A consultation, a consultation broke in Beverly in rage. A consultation in jail. Still, Dodge merely smiled. Then you consider yourself trapped. You admit it, ground out Dumont. Anything you please, repeated Dodge. I am perfectly willing. Let us end this farce now, cried Beverly hotly. Drummond. The detective had been doing some rapid thinking. Just a moment, he interrupted. Don't be too precipitate. Hear his side if he has any. I can manage him. "'Besides, I have something else to say "'about another person that will interest us all.' "'Then you are willing to have the consultation?' "'Drummond nodded. "'Miss Dunlap,' called Murray, "'taking the words almost from the detective's lips "'as he opened the door and held it for her to enter. "'No, no, alone!' almost shouted Beverly. "'The detective signaled to him, and he subsided, muttering. "'As she entered, Drummond looked hard at her, constance met him without wavering an instant i think i have seen you before mrs dunlap insinuated the detective perhaps replied constance still meeting his sharp ferret eyes squarely which increased his animosity your husband was carlton dunlap cashier of greening company was he not she bit her lip the manner of his raking up old scores though she had expected it was cruel It would have been cruel in court if she had had a lawyer to protect her rights. It was doubly cruel, merciless here. Before Dodge could interrupt, the detective added, "'Who committed suicide after forging checks to meet his—' Murray was at Drummond like a hound. "'Another word from you and I'll throttle you,' he blurted out. "'No, Murray, no, don't,' pleaded Constance. She was burning with indignation, but it was not by violence that she expected to prevail.' let him say what he has to say. Drummond smiled. He had no scruples about a third degree of this kind, and besides there were three of them to dodge. You were, both of you, at Wood Lake not long ago, were you not? he asked calmly. There was no escaping the implication of the tone. Still, Drummond was taking no chances of being misunderstood. There was one man, he went on, who embezzled for you. "'Here is another who has embezzled. "'How will that look when it goes before a jury?' he concluded. "'The fight had shifted before it had well begun. "'Instead of being between Dodge on the one side "'and Beverly and Dumont on the other, "'it now seemed to be a clash between a cool detective and a clever woman. "'Mrs. Dunlap,' interrupted Murray, with a mocking smile at the detective, "'will you tell us what you have found out since you have been my private secretary?' "'Constance had not lost control of herself for a moment. "'I have been looking over the books a little bit myself,' she began slowly, "'with all eyes riveted on her. "'I find, for instance, that your company has been undervaluing its imported goods. "'Undervaluing merchandise is considered, I believe, one of the meanest forms of smuggling. "'The undervaluer has frequently to make a tool of a man in his employ.' then that tool must play on the frailties of an unfortunate or weak examiner at the public stores, where all invoices and merchandise from foreign countries are examined. Drummond had been trying to interrupt, but she had ignored him, and was speaking rapidly so that he could get no chance. "'You have cheated the government of hundreds of thousands of dollars,' she hurried on, facing Beverly and DeMont. "'It would make a splendid newspaper story.' Dumont moved uneasily. Drummond was now staring. It was a new phase of the matter to him. He had not counted on handling a woman like Constance, who knew how to take advantage of every weak spot in the armor. We are wasting time, he interrupted brusquely. Get back to the original subject. There is a $50,000 shortage on these books. The attempt, clumsily, to shift the case away again from Constance to Dodge was apparent. "'Mrs. Dunlap's past troubles,' Dodge asserted vigorously, "'have nothing to do with the case. "'It was cowardly to drag that in. "'But the other matter of which she speaks "'has much to do with it.' "'One moment, Murray,' cried Constance. "'Let me finish what I began. "'This is my fight, too, now.' "'She was talking with blazing eyes in a quick-cutting tone. "'For three years he did your dirty work,' she flashed. "'He did the bribing, and you saved half a million dollars.' He has stolen 50,000, put in Beverly, white with anger. I have kept an account of everything, pursued Constance, without pausing. I have pieced the record together so that he can now connect the men higher up with the actual acts he had to do. He can gain immunity by turning state's evidence. I am not sure but that he might be able to obtain his moiety of what the government recovers if the matter were brought to suit and won on the information he can furnish. She paused. "'No one seemed to breathe. "'Now,' she added impressively, "'at ten percent commission, "'the half million that he saved for you "'yields fifty thousand dollars. "'That, gentlemen, is the amount of the shortage, "'an offset.' "'The deuce it is!' exclaimed Beverly. "'Constance reached for a telephone "'on the desk near her. "'Get me the law division at the Customs House,' "'she asked simply. "'Dumont was pale and almost speechless.' Beverly could ill-suppress his smothered rage. What could they do? The tables had been turned. If they objected to the amazing proposal Constance had made, they might all go to jail. Dodge even might go free, rich. They looked at Dodge and Mrs. Dunlap. There was no weakening. They were as relentless as their opponents had been before. Dumont literally tore the telephone from her. Never mind that number, Central, he muttered. Then he stared as if toward the door. The rest followed. Outside, the accountant had been waiting patiently, perhaps expecting Drummond to call on him to corroborate the report. He had been listening. There was no sound of high voices, as he had expected. What did it mean? The door opened. Beverly was pale and haggard, Dumont worn and silent. He could scarcely talk. Dodge again held the door for Constance, "'as she swept past the amazed accountant. "'All eyes were now fixed on Dumont as chief spokesman. "'He has made a satisfactory explanation,' was all he said. "'I would lock all that stuff up in the strongest safe deposit vault in New York,' "'remarked Constance, laying the evidence that involved them all on Murray's desk. "'It is your only safeguard.' "'Constance!' he burst forth suddenly. "'You were superb!' The crisis was past now, and she felt the nervous reaction. "'There's one more thing I want to say,' he added in a low tone. He had crossed to where she was standing by the window, and bent over, speaking with great emotion. "'Since that afternoon at Woodlake, when you turned me back again from the foolish and ruinous course on which I had decided, you, you have been more to me than life. Constance I have never loved until now.' "'Nothing has ever mattered except money. "'I never had anyone else to think of, care for, except myself. "'You have changed everything.' "'She was gazing out of the window at the tall buildings. "'There, in a myriad of offices, lay wealth untold, "'opportunity as yet untasted to seize that wealth. "'Only for an instant she turned and looked at him, "'then dropped her eyes. "'What lay that way?' "'You are clear now, respected, respectable,' she said simply. "'Yes, thank God, clear and with a new ambition, thanks to you.' She had been expecting this ever since that last night. The relief of Murray to feel that the old score that would have ruined him was now wiped off the slate was precisely what she had anticipated. Yet somehow it disappointed her. She felt instinctively that her triumph was burning fast to ashes.' Keep clear, she faltered. Constance, he urged, approaching closer and taking her cold hand. Was she to be the one to hold him back in any way from the new life that was now before him? What if Drummond, in his animosity, ever got the truth? She gently unclasped her hand from his. No, that happiness was not for her. "'I am afraid I am a crook at heart, Murray,' she said sadly. "'I have gone too far to turn back.' The brand is on me, but I am not altogether bad, yet. Think of me always with charity. Yes, she cried wildly, I must return to my loneliness. No, do not try to stop me. You have no right, she added bitterly, as the reality of her situation burned itself into her heart. She broke away from him wildly, but with set purpose. The world had taken away her husband. Now it was a lover. THE WORLD MUST PAY End of chapter 2